Hey mama, welcome back. If this is your first time listening, welcome. I'm so glad you're here and I'm so inspired by you taking the time to listen to a podcast about personal development this morning. Good for you. You are my people and I just know that we're going to be friends. Today I want to talk about control and more specifically about letting go of trying to control things you can't control or the things that maybe aren't worthwhile to try to control and things that you can control. If you are overwhelmed, if you are a constant stress ball, if you worry about everything, if you're frustrated with a lack of results in your life that you want, then this episode is your episode today. Thank you to Shauna, Sierra, Bethany, Megan, and Ashley in our Motivated Moms Facebook group who requested this episode. As motivated go-getter moms, this is a very common issue. On one hand, we are very much queens who like to rule our kingdom. We tend to be very organized. We tend to think of things 10 steps ahead. But where this tendency to control hurts us is when we find ourselves trying to control others, including our kids and or our partner, and stressing about things so much that we forget to relax and enjoy life and just let Let be what is going to be. As a mom who also happens to be a human being myself and a coach, I am always working on reconciling, taking charge of the various aspects of my life while also knowing when to let go or knowing how to respond when things don't go my way. So this is what we're going to talk about today. Thanks for being here. When you work on yourself, you make the world a better place. I am so honored to be mothering this generation alongside you. This is the Motivation for Mom Show, a personal development podcast for moms, hosted by certified life coach and fellow mama, Sarah Munder. Each week, Sarah will bring you motivation, inspiration, and personal empowerment to help you show up even stronger for your family and be the mom and woman you were meant to be. You sacrifice so much of yourself every day, and it's time to take at least a few minutes and invest this time into nurturing yourself and filling your soul. You are worthy and you deserve it. Ready, Mama? Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to invite you to join me in my Planner Makeover course that is now available, where I'll teach you how to reach your goals, accomplish all of your tasks with ease, establish your non-negotiables, and finally make guilt-free time for things like self-care and all the fun stuff you want to do, all with a strategic use of a planner. In this course, I'll teach you how to get the most out of your planner and how to simply be more intentional with your time. It's all about making your life easier and making your time more meaningful. If you need this, head on over to my website, themamamiracle.com. That's the mama, M-A-M-A, miracle.com to get this online course today. Now go enjoy the episode. Welcome back to this week's episode of Motivation for Moms. Before we dive in, quick shout out to a few amazing moms, Chrissy, fit for mom Amanda and Tasha on Instagram for sharing a screenshot of this podcast to their Instagram stories. I always love being a part of your day and seeing what you're up to on the Instagrams. Thank you to Tina on Apple Podcasts who left a five-star review of the show and said, 
This lady, y'all, her podcast is an amazing resource for moms, giving practical day-to-day life hacks and motivation for mamas. She also shares her story on her past relationship with alcohol and how saying goodbye to it has changed her world. She is an encouragement to all mamas who are trying to walk a similar path. Thank you, Sarah, for the mama miracle. So thank you, Tina, for that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to get a shout out on the show, just take a screenshot of this podcast, post it on Instagram and tag me at Sarah Munder so I can see it, or just go on Apple podcasts or iTunes or whatever they're calling it these days, leave a five-star review and I would love to read it on the show. This episode is for those of you who struggle with, as Shauna put it in our Facebook group, having to have control all of the time. Okay, as a mom, I can so relate to this. On this podcast, I always say things like, go out there and take charge of your day, and you have more power than you think, and if something's not working for you in your life, you can change it. And I truly, truly do believe all of these things, as evidenced by my own changes I've made in my life as a result of simply changing my mindset of what I'm capable of and by the hundreds of my fellow moms in this community who have too. I truly believe that when we change our perception of what we're capable of, we're able to do really great things. Now, I hate the term control freak because I think it's such a negative term just freely given to women like us who, you know, we're just simply trying to be successful and organized and build good lives for our families. But for lack of a better word, if you identify as a quote unquote control freak, then you can probably identify the ways in which your controlling tendencies negatively affect you. For one, you probably feel stressed out and you have anxiety about things when they don't go as planned. You might get into power struggles with those around you and maybe in extreme cases, you feel like it's the end of the world when things don't go your way. So how do we reconcile these with the idea of working really hard and doing whatever it takes to create the lives we want? In other words, where do we draw the line with control? Remember that there are things you can control and there are things you can't control. And I think that sometimes our brains get confused even without us realizing it. You can control how you spend your time, for example. You can't control what pops up during that time that you've planned out that you must respond to. You can't control the thoughts that just randomly pop in your head, but you can control what you choose to focus on and the thoughts you choose to repeat to yourself. You can't control what others say and do. You just can't. And you can't control what they don't do, such as the things your spouse does or doesn't do that bugs you or triggers you. But you can control whether you let it trigger you and whether you choose to dance with them in the ways you always do, you know, like those arguments that are like these dance steps that you do with them. Or you can choose to change your dance steps. There are also things that simply aren't worthwhile to try to control. There's only so much you can do. No matter how well-planned and well-intentioned you are, things aren't always going to go exactly as you hope or expect, and so you got to leave some room for that expectation in your life. And sometimes resisting does more harm than good, such as when it causes you to be stressed or lose your cool with your family or lose sight of being present. 
Sometimes you need to gain perspective by stepping back from a situation and seeing the forest through the trees, as they say. Now, I understand that there are some days where it just feels like absolutely nothing is going your way, and that's just a part of life, and you kind of have to learn to roll with it, and as my friend Melissa always reminds me, just grab a surfboard and ride that wave. Now, on this podcast, I talk a lot about how we are leaders. We are leaders in our families. We are leaders in our communities. We are leaders of the next generation. Note that the word is leaders, not dictators. And to be an effective leader, to influence in a positive direction, and that includes how we lead our own lives, we realize that there's very little we can control per se, but there's a lot of ways that we can positively influence the world around us, including our own world. But that always comes down to choosing to be a better leader, not a better dictator. In my household, here's how this plays out, and I wonder if you can relate. Between my husband and I, I'm definitely more of the dictator type when it comes to getting the kids to bed for on time, for example, whereas he is more of the relaxed, laid back, take his time getting the kids to bed, you know, get the kids all riled up before bedtime because it's fun. He's that kind of dad. And while I have a very structured routine with the kids after dinner, which is relaxing bath time, quiet story time, really winding down for bed, and when it's his turn to put the kids to bed, a lot of times I'll walk in and find him laying on the bed on his phone while the girls are running around screaming. And you can imagine how frustrated I might feel in that moment. Because meanwhile, I'm over here sometimes pulling my hair out while he thinks he's just letting the girls get their energy out and have some fun before bedtime. I know how this story plays out. They get all riled up, they get themselves dysregulated, and as the night goes on, they become crazier and crazier until someone's crying and they're finally asleep way later than they're supposed to. And of course, this affects their ability to wake up on time to get ready for school the next day. Been there, done that, and that's That's why I insist on having really consistent routines for them because I know their tendencies and I know what they need in order to stay regulated and have a really good day. I know what's required in order for for me to have a good day as their mom as well. We're moms. We know these things. I'll admit I often find myself getting angry and short-tempered when the routine that I've set up isn't going how I think it's supposed to go. And then I feel like the bad guy, of course, because I'm not the cool parent. And then I'm resentful at my husband because I don't feel like he's doing enough for the kids or helping me out. The bottom line is we just have different parenting styles and we just see the situation differently. But I've had to figure out how do I take the lead in this situation? How do I positively influence the situation? How do I insist on the kids getting their needs met in a way that's best for our family while also making sure that I'm not just going through the motions at bedtime? Because as important as it is for them to have routine, it's also really important that I just let them be kids sometimes and not be all rules all of the time. 
and that I take the opportunities to connect with them when those opportunities arise, which I will say my husband is very good at. I'll often walk in on him, you know, tossing the girls up in the air and doing furniture gymnastics on the bed with them. And sometimes Greg gets upset with me because he wants the freedom to take those opportunities to connect with them and have fun with them, even if it pushes their bedtime a little later. But then, of course, later he asks me, how do we make bedtime easier with the kids when they inevitably get overtired and have a meltdown by the time he finally gets them to bed? As much as I want to say you should have done it my way, me being a leader in this situation means that I don't do the I told you so's. And because I know my husband and because I know my kids well enough, it means that some nights if I see that my husband is kind of slacking for lack of a better word, you know, playing on his phone instead of getting them ready for bed, I might come in and say, hey, look, the girls really need to get to bed as soon as possible before they have a meltdown. Would you be willing to stop what you're doing and do that right away? And on the nights that he's spending time with them and actually genuinely connecting with them, I might come in and just give him a gentle reminder like, hey, look, it looks like you guys are having a lot of fun, but I wonder if we should get the kids to bed before the night gets away from us. But either way, I let go of control. I don't stress about the outcome. If it's not my night to put them to bed, then I let be what is going to be. I might make suggestions, but the ultimate outcome is not up to me. Greg is their dad and their co-parent too, and I need to give him the space to do things his way. That's not to say that I might not have a conversation with my husband later where I explain my perspective and why I think it's really important to keep the girls on a consistent schedule and ask him, how can we be a better team on this? But I let go of trying to control my husband and what he does or doesn't do. And if the girls do have a meltdown, I keep my cool. And if the girls don't get up in time for school the next morning and they're late to school, I don't do the I told you so's. I just, I keep my cool. It's honestly not that big of a deal in the scheme of things. It's another day and there's only so much I can do. I'm cool. And this is just a small example of letting go of control that doesn't really have any big implications. But what about the big things? What about when people we love live self-destructive lives and we want so badly for them to stop doing whatever it is they're doing? What about when the world around us isn't going the way we want it to? What about when we don't agree with politics or the way the government is handling the pandemic? What about when we lose our job or business doesn't go as planned and we don't have enough money to pay the rent or mortgage? What about when our child has health problems and the doctors totally drop the ball and our child's life and well-being is at stake? What about when you have a miscarriage? What about when you find out you have cancer? These are all things that at one point or another we all face. These are real life examples of circumstances that many of my listeners, my clients, and my friends have found themselves in. How do you let go of control in those situations? How do you deal with that feeling of needing to control everything and stressing so much about the outcome and that feeling of like, well, if I don't worry about it, who will? Hey, it's Sarah. Listen, I know you're here because you want more for your life. You have these thoughts and ideas about what your best self and what your best life looks like, but maybe you can't seem to find a way to stay consistent enough to see real progress towards these visions and dreams. 
Hey, I get it. As moms, we're pulled in a million different directions. We've got so many things to think about and so many people to care for. And there's always something new and unexpected to deal with, which means that if we leave our goals and dreams up to chance, we're never going to get there. And the years will pass and we'll certainly stay busy, but there will come a point where we ask ourselves, am I happy? Have I been living on purpose? Have I been living with intention? And do I feel fulfilled in my life? Did I give my family the life I dreamed of giving them? As a mom, I understand the challenges of motherhood. And as a certified coach, I am obsessed with learning about how people make breakthroughs in their life and create real and lasting change. In my 12-week program, Breakthrough, I help moms level up every area of their life, reach their personal and professional goals, improve their relationships, and finally step into the strongest, most vibrant, most confident version of themselves. We can't use the excuse of being a busy mom to stay stuck. It's because of the responsibility we have to our kids, to future generations who are learning from us, that we must commit and take action before the years get away from us. It's time to change your life. It's time to break through to new levels of growth, joy, and fulfillment. I only work with moms who are serious and committed to their journey. So if this is you, I'd love to hear from you. Just go to themamamiracle.com forward slash coaching to apply. And yes, I offer a payment plan. Listen, all of your excuses are valid, but not one of them will get you the results you want. This is your life. Go to themamamiracle.com forward slash coaching right now on your phone to take that first step towards changing your life and making breakthroughs. I support you and I believe in you. Many of you know that I don't drink anymore, that in 2019, I took a year off from alcohol, which was one of the best years of my life. And then in 2020, I told myself that, well, I put in my sober year, I reached my goal, I wasn't pregnant anymore, and I deserved to enjoy some wine again, especially given the pandemic and I had just moved across country. Life was feeling stressful and I wanted it. And so I drank, and after a few months of that, in December 2020, I decided again that I was going to stop drinking again. It just wasn't working for me. Except this time around, I'll be honest, I have found it much harder to quit completely. After about a month or so of quitting, I found myself pouring the wine again and did that for maybe three or four nights before I actually decided to turn to AA for helping me commit to lifelong alcohol sobriety. Honestly, I never thought I would join AA. I just didn't really think I was alcoholic enough to relate to that program. But as it turns out, it's been an incredible life experience for me. I'm learning so much from the program, things that could benefit anyone, even people who aren't alcoholics. And I wanted to share this story with you because in the AA meetings, they often cite what's called the serenity prayer. And I wanted to share it with you today because I think it can be really helpful to those of us who struggle with control issues specifically. And so here's how the serenity prayer goes, if you've never heard it before. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, 
the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Do you see how that could help you with control issues? So let's break down the serenity prayer. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Think about the term serenity and how rare of a feeling that is for us moms sometimes. And yet all we have to do is ask for it, to ask for the ability to be with the things we cannot change. The next part is the courage to change the things we can. There's so much in our life that we do have control over, and yet sometimes we don't exert that control even though we can. For example, the amount of time we spend on social media or TV or reading the news when we know it's taking away from the things we really want in our lives, like working on our goals. You know, choosing to go to bed earlier and wake up earlier to exercise, even though it's so tempting to stay up late watching Netflix and then sleep in the next morning because it's cold. Or how about choosing to invest in ourselves because we know it's important, because we know that what we put in, we get out in our lives. But sometimes we put those investments off because we say, yeah, well, I really got to pay for this or that, or this project needs to be done around the house, or my family needs me, so I'm not going to do this thing for myself. And so we procrastinate on investing in ourselves. And what happens, ladies, when we put off our needs? Inevitably, everybody else's needs fill our time, and we're left feeling resentful, empty, overwhelmed, and unfulfilled. But we are the most important asset to our family. I always say this, our value to our family is not what we do, it's not what we give, it's simply who we are. And it's us. It's us. And it takes an incredible amount of courage to invest in ourselves in the ways that we know would benefit us and our family to change the things we can as the serenity prayer goes. And finally, the last part of the serenity prayer is asking for the wisdom to know the difference. It can be hard to know when we need to exert more control and use our willpower and our divinely appointed abilities to change things or handle a situation, or when to back off and when to let go and accept the things we simply cannot change. And that's why the serenity prayer is so powerful and can apply to anything we face in life because it's seeking that wisdom, that instinctual gut feeling of knowing what we need to do in any situation and through it all, maintaining serenity. Because life is short and it's meant to be enjoyed. Our kids are only little once and they'll only be with us for a short time. I encourage you to repeat the serenity prayer as a mantra to yourself when you feel stressed because things aren't going your way and feel the weight being lifted. Feel the tension dissolving in your body. Feel your jaws unclenching. Feel yourself tune back into the present moment and let that feeling that everything is going to be okay wash over you. Again, I'll repeat the serenity prayer so that you can use it when you are feeling overwhelmed. And it goes like this, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. 
And if you struggle with the feeling like you need to control everything, I encourage you to make your spirituality more of a priority because the, f- the need to control is really a spiritual issue. For many moms I work with, their spirituality is important to them, but they feel like they're lacking the spiritual connection we crave. And so we work on that in coaching. Because your higher power, whoever that is for you, God, Jesus, Mother Nature, the universe, your higher self, whoever that is for you, is always available to you in any moment to take the reins when you feel your blood pressure rising. And trust me, I know how hard that can be sometimes to let go of control and hand it off to your higher power. I was raised in a religion that made God out to be one way. And when I left that religion, I really struggled with whether or not I believed in God and what God looked like and who I was praying to and if there's anybody that can actually help me through my day-to-day challenges. And I still struggle with it, but I've come to find the peace that I can have in choosing to believe in a higher power and letting go of the need to try to define with certainty who that higher power is. Someone said, if you try to define God, you limit God. And so I'm using my free will to choose to lean on a higher power, to take on that which I cannot control. And it is such a better way of life than trying to do it on my own. And it's freeing to know that none of us are really ever in control of anything. Really, when you think about it, we can use our free will to live our lives how we want and raise our families how we want, but not everything is going to go our way. And anything is possible 100% of the time. And I believe that we are allowed to face the challenges and obstacles that we face for a reason, to stretch us, to help us grow, to test our willingness to let go and lean on our faith. Remember the Viktor Frankl quote, everything can be taken from a man, but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. Whatever comes at you this week, you can handle it. You were born a strong, powerful, capable creature, and someone out there believes in you. And I definitely believe in you. Keep hustling, keep working on your goals, keep slaying at your morning and nighttime routines. But if things don't go exactly as you would like, don't let it affect your peace, your connection with your family, and your commitment to progress. Remember, progress over perfection. Thanks for being here. Now go out there, take charge of your day, change the things you can, let go of the things you can't. You beautiful, powerful, and incredible mama. Love ya. Talk soon. Before you go, I thought I'd ask if you'd be willing to take a moment and leave a review on iTunes or simply share this podcast with a like-minded friend. And if you're on Instagram, you can find me as at Sarah Munder. Take a screenshot, post it to your stories or your feed and tag me so I can see it and give you a shout out on the show. While you're over there, send me a DM and let me know that you're a listener and what your biggest takeaway from the show was. Hearing from my listeners is one of my absolutely favorite 
parts of my day. And so I'd love to hear from you, sister. And if you're ready to change your life, I've got something for everyone on my website, themamamiracle.com, where you can get my free worksheet, the Mama Miracle Manifestation Worksheet, to help you get your mind right for the day. You can join my popular planner makeover course, where you'll learn how to more strategically use a planner to reach your goals, accomplish all of your tasks, and finally make time for what's truly important in your life. This course is for those of you who need new strategies for creating a schedule and getting the most out of your precious time. And if you're ready for a whole nother level, sister, I invite you to apply for my 12-week coaching program, Breakthrough. I only work with moms who are serious about up-leveling every area of their life and are committed to reaching their goals. So if this is you, I want to hear from you. Just go to themamamiracle.com forward slash coaching to apply. That's themama, M-A-M-A, miracle.com forward slash coaching. Thanks for being here. And I'll see you on the next episode of Motivation for Moms.